stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing and your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about what's happening in the U.S. housing market and how or if you can play it via the home builder stocks. I've been getting a lot of questions about this as those mortgage rates have come back down to lows we haven't seen since 2016. So the 30-year fixed is around, I think it's like 375 right now. And again, that's about as low as we saw in 2016. It might have got a little bit lower than that in 2016. Um, but that's well under what we saw last year when it was like 425, even to up to 445, I think, last year. And then we actually saw a slowing in the housing market at the end of last year as those rates rose as the um, Fed was raising and the 10-year stayed elevated. But now we have like the reverse scenario with the 10-year really coming down. It's, uh, you know, between 1.6, 1.7 right now. And now the Fed has cut once. There's a lot of talk chatter, rumors, call it what you want, that they may be cutting some more this year. So that 10-year may not even be at its low, but once you get those mortgage rates, you know, under the four starts to bring some affordability back into the housing market. And additionally, the job market remains really strong with unemployment still under the 4% nationally and the the jolts where everybody's quitting and the job openings and all of that are still at record highs, at least on the job opening side. I think it was over just slightly over 7 million jobs are still open and more people are quitting, which is another good sign of the job market. So Usually, a really strong job market means the confident consumer, which we are seeing in a lot of the consumer data, that Americans keep spending. They're still spending at the malls or online, and they're still fixing up homes, buying furniture, and all that stuff. Um, And then usually the confident consumer means a pretty healthy housing market. So now we have it combined with the falling mortgage rates again. And that too is usually a condition for a stronger housing market, unlike what we saw last year when we had those rising rates, even though everything else was still healthy, that slowed the housing market. And now we have the opposite scenario with the the lower mortgage rates, encouraging some people to get off the sidelines. I think I read somewhere that um, with every like 50 basis points lower in the 30 year, you can afford something like $50,000 more in the price. So that's a big deal. And that could get someone in a house who otherwise might not have been. So that leads us to today's topic and discussion because, again, I know many of you are saying, well, Tracy, with all these good conditions, isn't the housing market going to really heat up here? And especially if that 10 year goes even lower and you know, the job uh, market still stays healthy and you get it even cheaper, you might see kind of like a race to go by um, by some people who were priced out. Um, So could there be deals in there among the home builders? Could they be entering like a boom period that we haven't seen since the Great Recession really um, maybe going back to the housing bubble, uh, especially if the Fed continues to cut this year? 
Um, I want to go over a couple things that could put a damper on this otherwise rosy scenario, right? Because it sounds really good. It sounds like this is the area I want to be. I need to get into those home builders. But uh, here's a few things, and some in the media and the, some of the journalists have been covering this. I've seen some good articles in the Wall Street Journal, and um, I think the Washington Post had one. But these are some of the negative side of this uh, seemingly um, Goldilocks scenario for the home builders. Okay, so the first one is that average prices in or near major cities are basically at record highs right now. Um, so that's mainly the areas where the builders have been building, obviously, because that's where everybody wants to live right now. And so uh, they are facing record high prices already, the buyers in these areas. So even with the mortgage rates coming down and maybe giving you an extra $50,000 there, if you're living somewhere like San Francisco or Los Angeles or San Diego, um, not to mention, well, just about every big city, it seems, it still may be too difficult for you to get in on a new home at those prices. Uh, second thing that could be holding them back is that land prices are at really high levels in most markets as well. So it's not like the home builders can go build the starter homes as much anymore that they used to be able to build because those uh, land prices are at record highs. So it's kind of forcing them to build the more expensive home. And then the third thing is the tight labor market, while it's good for the buyers, um, usually means higher labor costs for the home builders. And they've been complaining about this for at least a year, if not two years now. Although looking over some of their reports from the second quarter of this year so far in 2019, some of them said that the labor costs had moderated a bit. So that's a good sign, but still, still a tight labor market is still putting pressure on those labor costs for the builders. And then in some cases, the construction materials have been higher. Now lumber really soared, but has fallen back again. So that's how Helpful, but um, surprisingly, when some of the tariffs were put on, think about some of the things the tariffs might have gone on that go into home building, like even even nails, like things made out of um, you know some of the commodities that have seen the tariffs. One of the home builders said in their second quarter call that the tariffs were adding about $500 on to the price of the houses just from those. So that's another factor for the home builders, you know, in in what's going on in their market. So I'm not saying it's all bad, but um, it's not all good either. There are these pressures on the home builders that may otherwise have not been there during another period when we've had the low rates, um, low mortgage rates, and this strong of a job market. So with that in mind, I took a look at five of the home builder stocks to kind of see what was going on in their second quarters and what their, um, you know, what their PE looks like, whether or not they're cheap right now, what their earnings are looking like, and some of the challenges facing each one. Now, I really encourage people to go and look at the fundamentals of any home builder that they're considering buying because each one is different. It's kind of like lumping in all the retailers, you know, the um, 
department stores aren't the same as the specialty retailer. Even retail in the athleisure, like a Lululemon, is different than someone who's making jeans. Like, you know, there's a lot of different areas of retail. There are a lot of different areas of the home builders. And you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a home builder, just some random one. Or, oh, I know of that one. And so I'm going to put all my you know, marbles into that one. Um, You really have to know what part of the country they're in. What types of homes are they building? Are they on the first-time homebuyer side? Are they on the adult community side? Are they building apartments? Are they building rentals? Like, what are they building? Because, again, they're not all the same. So let's look at a couple of them, and you'll see what I mean as we go through them. Okay, so the first one I did take a look at is one that I'm familiar with because I did own it several times in the value investor portfolio with good results, I might add. And that is KB Home, ticker KBH. Okay, so a lot of you have mentioned this one. It is one of the larger home builders. They're headquartered out in California and it is among their biggest markets. So that comes with pros and cons, right? Because it is a really dynamic market in California. But in the second quarter, It was a little bit rough there. So the coastal market where the prices are the most expensive as well as the land costs and everything else was very weak. And this is true of all the home builders who are attempting to compete there. But they did see a lot better sales and orders in the Inland Empire, which for those of you who are are not familiar is like the Riverside area and then the Central Valley. So they saw some rebound there. They also saw really good results in that second quarter in Denver and Houston. And the average selling price in that quarter was 395000 to 400000 So that's kind of giving you an idea, but that's nationwide of what their average selling price is um, so that you have that in mind too. Okay, so they're... Their average um, PE is 9.8 right now, their forward PE. They do pay a dividend. It's 1.4%. Uh, this year, fiscal 2019, earnings expected to be up 56%. So that's pretty impressive. Fiscal 2020, up 15.5%. But a lingering issue here is going to be the big concentration in California and what's happening there, which I will discuss with a few more of the other home builders who also compete there. So um, what we're seeing with a lot of these guys are elevated incentives. And that means, you know, the promotions, the sales and the the little tidbits are giving like you as a buyer. So when you go in, maybe they'll throw in the upgraded stainless steel package for the kitchen, or they'll say, oh, we'll give you instead of granite countertops, we'll give you these quartz ones that are more expensive to lure you in, right? But all this is costing the builders on their margins side. So it still remains super competitive amongst the home builders in uh, many of the markets. And so the incentives across the industry are remaining higher. Okay. So let's turn to the second home builder here, Pulte. PHM is a ticker. They are, I believe, still the nation's largest home builder. And they appear to me at least to be among the most diverse because they have a large segment of first-time home buyers. That really helped them in the second quarter. They saw sales or orders up 7%, and that was driven by these first-time home buyers, which surged 30%. They are also one of the ones that have this very um, large active adult market, but that declined 7% in the quarter. And 
that's about uh, 20% of Pulte's own land goes into the active adult. And what does that mean, the active adult? Some of you might know it by its name, the Dell Web projects that they do. And this is a big market too, as the baby boomers are retiring, they're downsizing, and they want to move to places like Arizona, where a lot of these communities are, and the home builders are meeting that demand there. But uh, they did say in the quarter that the older buyers got cautious after that December stock market meltdown, and uh, maybe they were also cautious about selling their prior homes in that slowdown housing market that happened last year as well, and then getting into something new. But that, you know, is going through the second um, the second quarter and the first half of the year and was improving as the year went on. But they still had kind of a, a little bit of um, jitters left over from the end of 2018. So that's why that slowed down for them. Now, their average selling price for that quarter was 425,000 to 430. Oh, and that's what they expected to remain to be for the remainder of the year. And I just want to say a couple of years ago when I was first interested in the home builders, I guess it was maybe a year or two after the great recession and I was watching their average selling price it used to be in the twos. So, <laughs> those lower mortgage rates have really bumped up these average selling prices now. And now you can see why the first time home buyers, it's, you know, getting more and more difficult to get into a new home sales versus one of the existing ones that might not have these kind of price tags on it. Okay, Pulte, the PE is similar to KB Homes. It is cheap. It's 9.2 right now. They also pay a dividend yielding 1.4%. Earnings expected to be down 5% this year and rebounding 9% next year. Um, Pulte is one of the more popular stocks on the street because of its big diversity, and it is nationwide. So if one market isn't doing that good, another one usually is. So keep that in mind with PHM. Okay, and then we're going to switch over to a small one that you may never have heard before, a smaller home builder, M slash I homes and the ticker is MHO. Now these home builder, this home builder is in, they call it the Northern market and now they're in the Midwest and the Southern market. And so they don't even have a California issue because they're not there. So keep that in mind, ticker again, MHO. Now in their second quarter, they started off a little rough. A lot of them did because remember the weather wasn't all that great either. It was kind of you know, nasty nationwide in in the prime spring buying season, so to speak, in March and in April, a lot of rain. Remember, even California was getting rain, which is somewhat unusual that late. And so the home buyers really kind of just stayed in, in and didn't go out. But they did see an improvement in the quarter. So orders were 3% lower year over year in April, but then jumped 10% in May and another 13% in June. So they did see um, improvement there, but they did say they're not seeing many opportunities to raise prices right now, that um, incentives and discounting were still big in the quarter, like I said earlier, but they had not gotten any worse. So that's good news. They have, they're not offering even more to get people in the door. So their average selling price was 396000 And again, you'd have to really drill down and see where the communities are. But um, that's pretty high, I feel, still given 
what their markets are. I mean, imagine almost 400,000 in the South or even in the Midwest. Um, that's pretty high. So again, that's MHO. PE is still cheap here with uh, it being just 8.3. They do not pay a dividend, but earnings expected to be up 15% in 2019 and another 7.8 in 2020. So um, the earnings are looking pretty good with a lot of these, and we're not seeing a lot of value traps here. So that's good. Okay, then s- switching to the fourth one, and this is one that you probably have heard of, and I've covered them many times, and I was kind of surprised with what I found this time, actually, and it's Lennar, ticker L-E-N. Now, they used to be the affordable home builder. <laughs> this was like 10 years ago. And they used to have even, you know, among the lowest average home selling price. But then I looked to see what it was this time thinking, oh, well, maybe they're at like 340000 if everybody else is around 400000 But no, their average home price in the second quarter was 407000 So even Lennar is, you know, not able to build homes in the affordable range for the first time home buyer, like the $200,000 range, although this is just the average. So they may have some communities that can get down to that price point, or maybe they're building the townhomes or the condos or something else that's a little bit lower priced, but it's still a little bit um, surprising to me with Lennar. Now, they also said that the land and the labor costs were eating into Um, their margins a bit in the quarter, and they are still seeing elevated selling incentives, like they're all saying. And now Lennar is also the one that talked about how the tariffs were going to impact by about $500 per home. So that's interesting. And they too are trying to go into some new areas. They have announced that they are looking to go into building a standalone single-family home rental community which uh, we haven't seen much of from the builders themselves. So that's something to keep in mind if you're interested in investing in them. And you really need to go drill down into their last uh, call to see what it is that they're trying to do to, um, you know, survive in this type of market. Now, they did say that their most sluggish area was the higher-end coastal communities in California. They, too, commented on the salt um, going away, the ability to write off taxes and your mortgage payment above the certain amount that was changed in the tax code. That's hitting a lot of these higher-priced areas. So you may be more reluctant to buy the more expensive home if that's the case, if you can no longer deduct a lot of what you could before. So that's still shaking itself out too. But Lennar is still fairly cheap as well. PE is just 9.3. So all of these have been under 10 so far. They do pay a dividend yield, but it's just 0.3%. And this is one of the ones that has had uh, falling earnings here in fiscal 2019 expected to decline 16%, but up again next year, next fiscal year, up 9%. So it's a little bit of a value trappish scenario here with Lennar, but not too awful. Okay, and then we're going to round it up with the luxury home builder, Toll Brothers, ticker T-O-L. Uh, they last reported their second quarter in May. So they're, um, however you want to call it, either an 
early reporter or a late reporter in the earnings cycle. And so we're about to hear from them again. They're going to report again on August 20th here. So that'll be interesting. If you're interested in these home builders, you might want to tune in to Toll Brothers, which we're just about to get. Now, they too, in their second quarter, had the West Coast issues. They had to do higher selling incentives there, and they reduced their 2019 gross margin guidance, which is a big deal for the home builders. A lot of the ones I looked at here, several of them did miss their own guidance. But none of them except Toll Brothers that I saw out of these five lowered their full year gross margin guidance. So Toll shares got hit on that news back when they reported this um, back in May. But they said on incentives that they had to up the amount. So they did have to put more on there to get the home bought buyers to buy. And their incentives were up to 34000 on average versus just $22,000 um, last year. They um, also talked about a rebound in the spring. As as I said, the January through March time period was not good for the home, home builders, but the buyers did start to come out and April was up 11%. So we don't know yet because they haven't reported, but I'm assuming given what some of the others have said who reported later in the cycle and had the May and even the June data and and orders that Toll Brothers also will probably have seen an improvement over those months, I'm assuming. But they're also big in California, and they saw California orders drop 45% in the second quarter. And this is what some of the things they blamed for California was the salt, which we just discussed, but fewer international buyers, including the Chinese. People forget about this too, especially if you don't live in an area or a city where there were a lot of Chinese buyers. But um, if you are in California, you know, like in certain parts of Orange County, for instance, there were a lot of Chinese buyers buying in these new development communities. And the Chinese government put restrictions on how much money you could take out of the country. And that put a damper to some extent on home buying by the Chinese in the U.S. So some that were going to some of the big cities, the L.A. region and Orange County, to some extent in Chicago, but certainly Seattle and maybe even San Francisco Bay Area, um, saw fewer Chinese buyers. This hurt them in California. And they also saw a growing resale inventory. And that means that the houses that they're competing against, you know, the ones down the street that were maybe built 10 or 20 years ago, there's more of them. So buyers are now looking at the resales instead of just buying new. And then they did talk about out-migration out of California too, and that's just people deciding to move out of the state. So obviously they're not buying a new house in in the state of California if they're leaving the state. So um, yeah, California, it turns out when you actually dig down and it's such a big market for many of these and it was really, really tough in the second quarter. But whether or not it rebounded, we don't know yet. We will see. But a lot of these issues that they complained about in the second quarter, I don't really think have really changed much going into the third quarter. But the one thing that has changed is those lower mortgage rates. So it is going to bring more foot traffic and people in the door as long as that job market remains strong and people are confident of their jobs. They're going to be like, hey, I can now maybe afford that house that I couldn't before. And I'm not going to met. It's not going to matter to my finances, my budget so much that the salt has happened or I can't deduct certain taxes because 
my mortgage rate is so good now. So, so that's something to keep in mind and listen in on that call. So what did, what does Toll Brothers um, numbers look like? So their PE is 9.1, continuing with the streak of nobody being over 10 in this group of five. They do pay a dividend. It's at 1.2% right now. Fiscal 2019 earnings expected to decline 18%. A lot of estimates were cut back in May when they last reported and lowered their gross uh, margin guidance. And then fiscal 2020 expected to rebound by 11%. So will be interesting to see, again, going forward, how do these low mortgage rates really impact? Is it going to have as big an impact while we have these record high prices still um, does it have to go a lot lower? And if it does, is that when we're really going to see people racing to buy? What if we get like 3% 30-year fixed mortgages? Will we see um, you know, the home builders really cashing in then? It's unclear because we haven't gotten there yet, but toll will give us some indications. Okay. So also I want to point out in on Zax.com, the home builder industry is um, uh, one of the higher ranked industries. And those stocks as a group are up about 30% year to date versus the overall like S&P 500. Um, that's considerably above what the S&P is doing right now. So it, they've already been kind of hot, but that's normal. They usually um, kind of surge into the spring home buying season and then sell off to some extent over the summer when things calm down. And then then we get to see if they sell off a lot in the fall, fall into winter. A lot of the home builder analysts like to say that that's like the time to buy in because they're cyclical and there'll be like this hope of good things to come for the spring buying season again. And then the shares will rebound. We'll see if we get anything like that again. But these stocks may move more on what's happening with those mortgage rates. And um, another thing about the home builders on Zax.com, we currently have 18 companies that are listed there. I only covered five here on this podcast. There's a whole bunch that um, some of you you've probably heard of, but others you have not. None of them were Zach's rank number fives right now. There were two that were number fours, and none of those are the ones that I've talked about here. So the fives are the strong cells. That would mean a lot of estimate cuts. The fours are just the cells. So again, there's only two out of the 18 are those. Um, But one of the ones I talked about today is the Zach's number one. Uh, strong buy because they just recently reported analysts liked what they saw and those estimates are looking pretty good. And that was MI Homes, ticker MHO is the number one. The rest of the ones I cover today are just number threes as they, um, you know, are just kind of in the middle of the pack right here, right now. But we'll watch Toll because again, they're reporting shortly. And so those estimates are likely to change with them. So that's kind of a good overview of the home builders. And while I'm not discouraging anyone from looking at these stocks and keeping them on your watch list, of course, again, make sure you know which ones you own and where their exposure is. Maybe you don't want California, so you want home builders that um, you know aren't exposed to that. Maybe you want the hot home markets of like Nashville, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., some of those areas. Maybe you want to buy the home builders that are going to be building all the houses for the Amazon second headquarter people (laughs) Um, because there could be a lot going on there. But all these factors go into play with each one of these home builders. 
and you have to know what you own. Again, some of them, even like Pulte, owns those active adult communities. Other ones do not. So again, drill down into it. Don't just, you know, willy-nilly go, oh, I'm buying a home builder. Uh, know what it is that your company is making. Okay, let's recap some of those tickers again. So we had KB Home, it's KBH. Pulte is PHM. MI Homes is MHO. We had Lenar, it's LEN. And then we had Toll Brothers about to report at TOL. And of course, every week I'm going to be bringing you um, new stock ideas and interesting analysis about what's going on out there on the stock market. And so you don't want to miss a single episode. You can get us on Apple Podcasts. We are on SoundCloud as Zach's Market Edge there. And you can get us on Spotify as a standalone show. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.